What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Hold a Husband Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Deron. I got both of my co-hosts on the line with me. I got my man, E.B. on the line. What's up, bro? Man, what's up, man? Just busy. Business doing great, man. So hit your boy up, Bailey, from here Cleveland, man. That's it, man. That's all I got. Already. Uh, uh, I also have my other co-host on the line. I got my man, Jay Bobo. What's good, bro? No, bro, what's going on, fellas? Ready to get in a, another lit episode tonight? We got some lit trending topics for y'all. But just want to quickly remind you, you can catch us on Grind City TV. You can download on your Roku TV and Google Play app. Um, catch us 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, T. Uh, I also want to remind y'all that y'all can catch the audio playback of the show every Monday on thecore94.com. Um, so if you're not able to actually watch the show, you can definitely check out the audio playback. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my man, Brother Soul Productions, for keeping us laced with our background audio that y'all hear. Um, and I want to give a shout out to all y'all that have been donating to the podcast. Anything you can afford to give, one, two, five dollars, we definitely appreciate it. Um, we definitely have costs that are continuing to rise, and anything you can give, we definitely appreciate. Tonight, we got a super, super lit topic and a real interesting guest that's going to be coming on. Tonight, we are talking about running the streets, and we are going to be giving insight and perspective of a guy that's really popping with women and lives a successful bachelor lifestyle. Um, so that that's kind of uh, flows along with the theme of the podcast, so I can't wait to get into that. But y'all know how we do it around here. Uh, we got, we got, so, you know, we, we like to get things popping and get the juices flowing by discussing some of the trending topics we've been seeing on our timeline. And we definitely got some stuff that I've been anxious to talk about. So what we got to talk about this episode, EB? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Mr. <laughs> Mr. LaMelo, man. Mr. LaMelo, He's 20 years old. <laughs> But one of his crushes was a 32-year-old Instagram model uh, by the name of Ian Montana. <laughs> so uh, let y'all check this out, man. We're going to rap about it. Now, Anna Montana has been, been, you know, famous on social media for a minute. For You know, she's one of the original Insta models, you know. I, I, never, know who, I never know who she was, though. That's what's crazy. That's yeah, she, she, She's like foreign. She's she's really foreign, you know, from a different yeah. country. But she's mm -hmm. been in music videos, dated other athletes and celebrities, etc. Uh, now, what I hope is not does not happen. I hope that Lamelo Ball does not end up in a PJ Washington mm -hmm. type situation, right? Coincidentally, they play on the same team. Man, I but, really doubt it. I really doubt it because he he I got really it. Doubt it. I doubt it too. I, I think this is probably just. A guy living out his fantasies yeah. as a rookie of and twenty course. years old celebrity. Right. Wait, wait a second, fellas. Remember, remember, um, remember his father, uh, Levar Ball. Remember he was trending <laughs> a few months back when he said, "Yeah, any girl my son's gonna date is gonna be a hoe," because you know yeah. he's famous. He has a bunch of money. Y'all, y'all remember that? Yeah, I, I definitely remember. I do, and I that's do. what I came to that. mind when I saw it. I'm like, yeah, man, but, I hope he didn't. Every every other thing he done said spoken to existence then came. Yeah. So I'm hoping yep. this is where Lavar Ball strikes out. Lavar <laughs> Ball, I mean, he he played in the league, and you know what I'm saying. And you know uh, what it is. And then his older yeah. brother, you know what I'm saying. He he played right. in the league. Of course, he didn't kind of taught him the ropes, so he he should know better. 
Now, if he don't know no better, like, come on, man. Like, but he living his dream. But he's been a celebrity since he was in high school. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. before you, would think, you would think that he this this being famous ain't really affecting him. He been famous. Yeah. Like, he had a he million followers in the whole time. Right. Yeah. He had followers, but he was living in another country. So he did I guess yeah. that plays into it. He missed out on some of it. But I don't see yeah. nothing wrong with it. Like Smashing who you find attractive that want to smash you is all good, but Absolutely. it's not a it's not a good look for a dude with that much promise and that much wealth potential to have a to pull up Paul George and end up getting a stripper pregnant or something crazy. You know what I mean? Uh, like <laughs> or, so, yeah, or like his yeah, teammate, like you said, like PJ Washington. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like even like Drake. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's not a good look. I, it was obviously accidental, but that's that just goes to show that anything you do can end up being something that's permanent. Yeah. I mean, hey, look, man. I, I mean, more power to the brother, because I'm not going to lie to you. If I was 20 years old and I could pull something that's 32, I definitely would have grabbed it at 20 years old. When you when it's different though when you 20 and you rich and famous and you the rookie of the year and you got a, a ig thought you know what i'm saying like that ain't the same thing as a, a regular dude pulling a woman that's more mature and more established right like that ain't the same thing but you know just like pj said hopefully you know she don't turn him out and then next thing you know a few months later he end up with a baby and you know pay that child support there man because man he's that that girl really wants status. That's all she was looking at. Oh, no she, doubt. That is, she yeah. training and and she gonna end up pulling her a Diddy or or, or or some type of other baller that 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 that's in the limelight. Let's keep it one thousand. Let's be right. Real. I mean, she she and she you know she's parlayed her way up there for the past you know almost decade here. You know, she went from being um, you know doing music videos to you know being an Instagram model. So yeah, no no question about it. Yeah, somebody didn't smash her though. Somebody didn't smash her. I don't know who. But well, that's what I mean. If, if that was the case, it would have happened already. Like most guys are not trying to wipe up these chicks that are just very attractive, especially when a lot of them, the they body ain't even real. You know what I mean? Like so, for for most of them, it's a t it's a temporary thing. Like yeah, they they got some expensive purses, some expensive clothes, some this. They might even be in a position where they they established enough to where they are they own a business or something and can maintain at least some level of the lifestyle that they were afforded but uh most guys or at least the smart guys are not trying to make that the woman that they settle down with you know what i mean like exactly. the best man the movie y'all remember the best man the original the part one yeah where yep the, you know what i'm saying where uh the old boy ends up marrying the stripper and all that yeah um, yeah that, that set a bad precedent you know hollywood taking that route like creating the cinderella story because that's not how most not reality view that type of situation i mean it, it, it happens to some because it ain't just a one-time thing but there's right. a difference between a dude kicking it with a chick that because he's just fucking with her because he likes her like that and then she, she ends up getting pregnant that's totally different than a guy planning and proposing and going out, making it deliberate that he wants to build his life with a woman. Right. Not not to mention, you know, devoting, you know, time, energy, and resources towards a woman like that. 
Yeah. Um, right, let's let's keep things rolling, man. This next uh, topic, I, I, I'm anxious to see what y'all got to say about this one. What, what we got next, EB? All right, our next one is Marlon Wayans. Y'all saw the clip of him. He said he has never gotten mad because basically because of his mama. <laughs> but let's check the clip out, man. We take over now. I said, can I tell you something, woman? She was in a lot of pain and she was, uh, you know, fighting to stay alive or fighting to go. And I said, you know, I'm 47 years old and I've never been married because I always wanted you to be my number one girl. And my mother turned over, she looked at me and she grabbed my hand. She pulled me close to her. I said, I know, I love you too. And I gave her a kiss and I said, I'll see you soon. Yeah. Not that soon, because I got a life to live. And she laughed in pain. I gave her a kiss. And those are my last words to my mom. And that's the truth. I never got married because I knew my mom needed me. I always want to be a vet. Women sometimes want to battle for your attention. They want to battle for your your love. They want to be the one. Man, my mama here, she the one. Mm. All right, now that, that's a lot to unpack, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And. To, to, for that to be your last conversation with your mother as you died, um, I thought it was very powerful uh, and insightful. Now, I obviously, his I don't know if his mother had cancer or was dying. Like, if that, I don't know the, the facts yet, but if that was the case and his, his focus was caring for his mother while he, uh, you know, while she was going through her sickness, I can understand why that could hinder him from being in a relationship. But I don't have any problem with a guy who does not have marriage as his end all be all goal. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think most guys, like in my book, I talk about that's optional. Most guys, it's, I'm pretty sure he's consistently got time, attention, and pussy. He's Marlon Wayans. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, what what y'all think about his explanation uh, as to why he never got married? Um. You know what? I think there's a there's another underlying issue there when we see things like this, right? You have a lot of guys that were, let's just say, mama's boy for a, for a lack of better word here. You know, uh, you know, and you see this all the time where you see these these women. My son is my king. You know, my I don't need no no man. My son is my Valentine. You see things like that, and this kind of manifests into adulthood, right? Their mama's number one. So how is women supposed to compete with that? I mean, that's kind of how I saw that. What about you, E.B.? I, I want to just, man, it, that's just a tough thing to do. Now, granted, you know what I'm saying, I, I, I guess you could say I'm the mama's boy because um, I talked to my mom. Uh, we talked about a whole bunch of whole bunch of things, everything, really. But I'm not going to say that I would not marry someone or date someone due to because I had a conversation with my mom and I told her that she's the only one. Now, granted, do I compare my mom to most girls on certain things that she does as a woman? Yes, I ain't gonna even uh, lie. It's so. It, it, yeah, question, that's quick question. Though. That, that's normal. Right. Whether it whether I, it be something good or bad. Some some exactly. guys. Some guys don't do that though. Right. It's, question, it's, question I, for you. I got a question for you, right? You know, you talk to your mom about everything, but are you, would you say you're emotionally codependent on your mom or, or even another woman for that matter? No, no, I'm, I'm typically, 
I'm kind of a loner, to be real honest. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to my mom, like I'm overprotective. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't play around with my mom with no jokes, no mama jokes. I don't do none of that. Like right. whatever my right. needs, she can call me and ask me today. I'm gonna do it. I might not like it all the time, but I'm gonna do right. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, well, you I, know, I did have an issue with something that that he did say in at mm-hmm. the end of the of the clip. He talked about something that I, I talk, I've discussed all the time. The one, like I, there's no such thing as the one, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that yeah. that represents kind of a hopeless romantic mindset when you yeah. talk about like the one. My life got to be centered around the one. Like if your life has to be centered around somebody else outside of your kids, then you're not gonna be happy with that. Like your your life is supposed to merge with somebody else's. It's not supposed to be overshadowed and you right. gravitate towards somebody else's and cater to them like that. Nah, if you're doing that, you're not really in a healthy situation. And so the the idea that I I had to choose between my wife and my mom, like to me that 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 represents kind of a skewed perspective on the relationship between a man and right. his woman and a man and his mom. I mean, I feel like he, like he got to know, like he got to know how to balance, do the balance. It, it's not no, oh, this mom is the first person, number one, and and then here goes this girl. No, like when you date somebody, everybody needs to be together. Like it, it's, you know, that's just how I feel. You know, because we all gonna share that same time. Period. You know, that's that's a great point. That was a great point you just made. And the reason I asked you that, even if you're emotionally codependent, you know, because what I see with a lot of these mama's boys, from what I see, a lot of them end up being emotionally codependent, very needy from what I see. Yeah, they, they are. And, and they make emotional decisions. They they yeah. actually think and operate like women because in order for the... There's a difference between a, a, a guy that just loves his mom and a mama's boy. A yeah. mama's boy takes on the thinking and decision making of his mother. He his oh, listen to understand how to, <laughs> Yeah, like he won't stand he up to his mom. He won't put her in his place. Like those are the type of dudes that will let their mom disrespect they wife they wife or their baby mama and all this type yeah. of stuff. Like they don't have the nuts to be able to check their mom if need be or put or tell yeah, her I if she's that's, wrong. I think that's due to like uh one Total respect for their mom, and then two, just I don't know, cause some some guys be brought up different, man. So you know if they, their mom put a whole bunch of stuff in their ears, man. You gotta realize people be raised different, different, man. And, and if you raise that kind of way, that can be embedded in his mind his whole life. Like you'll never find nobody to take care of you like me. You'll never find nobody that's clean like me. Yeah, you know, that's a toxic mom. Like, but yep. see, like, like you just said, a lot of toxic moms get this reverence because they had a baby. Like, yeah. yes, you 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 right. have to give credit for right. for that, but that doesn't automatically put a woman on a certain <clears throat> level of you know what I'm saying. Like, just because she exactly. had a child, because and there are some horrible mothers out here. There are <laughs> absolutely all. Hell like, yeah. Yes, a woman's yep. body's at risk, but. All she had to do was have sex. Like she didn't have to <laughs> work hard. To, you know what I'm saying? Like so. And there's this, this this kind of skewed um, 
level of credit and it, given to children. Exactly. And, and you know, for those toxic, unhealthy relationships that they have with their mom, it, there's actually a term for that. It's called a, an emotional incestual relationship. Uh, mm. yeah, that's, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a tough that's part. So real, and, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, Try to uh, keep things rolling, Jay. Let's. Yep. Uh, I think we got time to get to probably one question in our DM. All right. Uh, those of y'all that are interested in having your question uh, answered on the podcast, make sure y'all hit us up on our Hold a Husband podcast. Shoot us a DM, and and, and you y'all actually y'all more than welcome to actually come on the show. Uh, we're we're o- trying to open up or create a new segment where we actually bring on some guests for some short interaction and some live and uh, interaction so if you interested you want to become a part of the podcast reach out to us uh, and we'll try to get you on yeah. uh, what we got in the dms this week jay oh uh, we got we got our first we got one question we got tip from hot atlanta atl shout out to atlanta atlanta y'all gotta book us over there we got a lot of love out there a lot of listeners in atlanta so definitely book us uh she wants to know how does a man act when he starts to catch feelings for a woman how does the what? How does a man does act a man when she starts act. to catch when he starts to catch feelings for a woman? Hmm. Uh, I mean, that's pretty, pretty. That's real general. Uh, but I would say the signs that a man is starting to catch feelings or fall in love with a woman um, is when he obviously he's going to be trying to spend more time with you. Um, he's yep. he, he's going to be enjoying his experiences with you, and it'll it'll reach a point where he starts to make you a part of his plans, right? Like when when he's thinking about the weekend, you're a part of what he what he's gonna be doing next weekend or what he's gonna be doing. Like when you start to become, when he starts to discuss his future plans and you become a regular part of his day-to-day life, I think that's the sign that a guy's really catching feelings. Or I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Cause, <laughs> I mean, cause, <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess you could say everyday life, but, you don't always have to talk to him twenty four seven to to make to know that that's the person that you're trying to like deal with or whatever. Because I mean, it's times where you can go, you can go a couple of days without talking to somebody, but you know that that's that that's your person, right? That's true, but that's unlikely. Like, it, how often is it somebody that you really that you romantically involved with that you really feeling that you go days without no text, Here. no call, no nothing? How many people have you been romantically involved with Terry and didn't talk to him for a couple of days? Uh, I mean that I think that was more common back in the day, but with texting and all and social media and stuff like now, that, I think now, that's why we, why so many people now, get hold on, hold on. now are we talking about being in a relationship? Like like I mean to way, I, like like, like if it, if it's a woman or it on any, any type of romantic relationship. No if, it, like in twenty twenty one, if you if you are kicking it with a woman where y'all fucking and y'all hanging out on a regular basis, um to the point where you falling in love with her, it's gonna be rare it, that y'all go no, 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 no type of interaction. Hold on. Are, you, are you talking are you talking about the are you talking about the Are you talking about the initial dating stage? Or are you talking about actually together in a committed relationship? I, I, that's what I'm trying to get to. It just, it's got different. Oh, they said catch a feeling. You can now, catch feelings at any point. 
You can catch feelings at any point. You can, but if, you, but if you you're in some type of committed relationship, then yeah, you're gonna talk to them every day. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But you you can still be kind of in a committed, but really not had that official official, and you still yeah. not talk all the but, time. Yeah, absolutely. I would say you know it, when a man starts catching feelings, you're gonna probably gonna do stuff there that you're not doing for somebody that you're just fucking like you know and you're going to devote more time to it than than probably the other chicks that you're talking to especially if it's you know somebody you're just meeting up to you know have sex with. you're going to have a monopoly on his time you're, 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 you're going to be the preferred uh situ the preferred person that he gets to spend his time yep. with that he that he's allocating for that like he's still going to want to interact with his family or what you whatever mean? else he got I'm just, saying, what you mean? I'm just saying it just depends on the situation you just don't, you never know. <laughs> you just never know what you get. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, like, it's like a box of chocolate, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Obviously, nothing applies to everybody, but in general, <laughs> though, that's that's the pattern of behavior you're going to see when a dude is, is starting to interact with a chick that he likes. And that, that really applies to, to all ages. A teenage boy that like a girl is going to be talking to her more, interacting with more. And once yep. his feelings start to get involved, he's going to be able, he's going to start being willing to use the, the stuff he has, his allowance money to take her to the movies, etc. He's going to be willing yep. to use his resources and do stuff for her that he's not willing to do for other people. Um, we're about to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll be bringing on our guest for the night. Uh, and we'll be talking about the, the, the mindset and the lifestyle of uh, a guy that's been successful with women. Uh, Y'all are tuned into the Hold a Husband podcast, and we'll be back momentarily. You have everything it takes to become an effective dater. I've simplified the entire process for you. All you need to do is make some adjustments to your approach to learn how you're supposed to date by downloading the Terry Duran Dating Competitive. Available for only a dollar fifty cents exclusively at terryderonbooks.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Hold a Husband podcast. We have our guest for the night on the line. I got my man Eso from Eight at the Table on the line. What's good, bro? What's going on, my dude? I'm chilling, just chilling, man. Just glad to be here with y'all fellas. Yeah. Oh, man. Glad to have you. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, we, we feel privileged to have you on, man. You, I definitely rock with y'all podcast. Uh, we use y'all topics, you know what I'm saying? Use y'all clips. Uh, so shout out to uh, Creative Machine, Rico, Danny, uh, the whole whole squad, man. I love the conversations y'all be y'all be putting on, on the web and the, the thought-provoking yeah. conversations for the most part, you know what I mean? Um, so I... I'm glad you uh, responded when I reached out because I've been wanting to chop it up with y'all boys, man. Uh, before we get into all that, can you let us let the audience know a little bit about you, what you do, where you're from, and your your relationship status? All right, well, I'm ESSO. Everyone sees South official. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm from Southside Jamaica, Queens. I've been in the music business for about 20 years. You know what I'm saying? I'm on I'm, I'm I'm on various shows now. I do relationship talk. I you know I help guide people through the music business. I got a record now, I act a little bit. So I got my hands in a few things or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So right now 
I'm just taking everything to the next level and people liking to hear my perspective on things and I'm married. That's what's up. That's what's up. How long have you been married, man? I've been married, it'll be two years, October 22nd. Shit, how it's been? It's been up and down, but we've been together for 10 years. Okay. okay. Got so, so it ain't up and down because of married life. It's up and down because of just me and my wife. Like, we love each other a lot, but we're two totally different people. That's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. So, so based off the stuff that I see you talk about on the podcast and your, you know, different uh, media platforms, and what I see on your social media, you kind of epitomize the hold a husband lifestyle that I that is basically my brand. Uh, Guys that have been successful with women have partners and homies that are very successful with women and live a very popping lifestyle. You dress and fly, you pop at the popping events, etc. And you gotta deal with the popularity and all that come with with that type of shit. Definitely. Uh, so that's gonna be the focal point of tonight's conversation. And I feel you would be an expert to be able to provide uh-huh. some insight. Let's do uh, it. Let's do it. I'm actually kind of excited about this shit. Let's do it. I, I see you got the got, got the drink in it. Got the drink called drinking hand. Now I got to keep it up. You know what I'm saying? I can't burn it myself. But if I if I if I could burn up, I, I would have rolled up and burned while I was yeah. doing it. You know what I'm saying? They showing all that. You guilty. You guilty. We. Yeah, we're both 20 friendlies, baby. You can do that, man. I just said, fuck it. Let me bring on your red cup. You know what I'm saying? So niggas ain't got to worry about what's in my red cup. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Uh, Um, All right. So, man, my first question for you, bro. Uh, So when you live in the type of lifestyle that you talked about, you in the music business, you you from New York, you doing your thing. How does, and, and based off your crew of friends and all that, how do you go from living that type of lifestyle to deciding to get married? What what was the thought process for you? Well, I mean, I'm one that's always been in long-term relationships, right? So I grew up with my mother and my father in my crib. You know what I'm saying? Both my parents are still together right now. They've been married for, what, 46 years now. Wow. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Yeah, wow. my, both, both my parents are 79 yeah. years old. They had me late in life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. My mom's had, had my twin sisters already 13 years prior to me, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Then my father didn't have kids, so she pumped out one more, and fortunately, that was me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so you know what I'm saying? I, I always tell people it's funny because when you're growing up with both your parents in the crib, it's a different like lifestyle you know what i'm saying like although that my sisters were twins they weren't home you know what i'm saying they they had went to college when i was five you know what i'm saying so from that time on in it was just me and the two drill sergeants inside the crib you know what i'm saying who they was like that you know what i'm saying Question for you, can, can you talk about, you know, you said it was different. Can you talk about I was different from, say, the rest of us, you know, I know you're from Southside, and I, I'm from Long Island, Full Trips, Perry, so, so I know what it's like out there. So can, can you kind of explain that real quick? 
what was the difference with yeah, like you know, parents? Yeah, you know, parents and seeing some of your peers that did it. Uh, yeah, because they have more, more, more freedom, right? Mm. So, like, I got my freedom because my mother raised me to, like, do shit on my own. So they would go away on weekends so I could bring girls over, rock on, you know what I'm saying, do shit like that. But the girls and the people who had single parents, they couldn't watch them all, all the time. Mm. Their parents was at work at some time and there was nobody home. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. They lived a different type of lifestyle. The right. girls that was living like that, a lot of times, real talk, they was the ones that was the hoes because they could have mm. niggas at, at their crib. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the ones that had two parents couldn't really rock off like that because when one was sleeping or working, the other one was right there like, where y'all yeah. at? You know yep. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I had two parents right. that was on my case. Like, like my, my, my wife be like, I don't know how you survive with these two niggas. You know what I'm saying? Because that's 70 old son. At, at 70 years old, my parents were still like wilding out. Like, like, like my mother got dementia now and shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's been going down for like the last four years. But prior to that, my dude, at 74 years old, these niggas was driving to Jacksonville, Florida. Mm. making moves like you know what i'm saying yeah. like so yeah, that's shit. the dynamic that's, that, that i saw so even yeah. when what happened with the women to get to your question was what the what 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 happened with the women was it was just a natural thing i, I was a basketball player i was a superstar ball player mm. you feel me you know what I'm saying? I was from Southside, Jamaica, Queens. I knew everybody. I wasn't on no bullshit. I never was a drug dealer. I, I, I was never a self-proclaimed killer. But who I was was I was of the standard. And I was one of the few niggas in that hood that had both their parents. And niggas respected my father. They knew my father was crazy. You know what I'm saying? And they respected my mother. They knew my mother was wild, 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 crazy too. And, and they knew that I had two niggas that will kill a nigga for me. So I didn't have to worry about nothing. And then I just became really, really popular. You know what I'm saying? So with so with the girls, popularity and ball playing just came. But I was always the nigga that had a girlfriend. So I wasn't worried about girls because I was just gonna cheat on her. I was like, I'm I'm I'm, I'm just young. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I was going to say, man, so how did you deal with the, the pressure to be faithful? Like, you, nah, like, okay, like, that, that like my, yo, real talk, jeez, my first piece of pussy, I was 13. I got head at 12. At 13, <laughs> I got my first piece of pussy, right? Right, I, I started high school at, at 13. I, I, I was always smart, way ahead of my time, you know what I'm saying? So I started, I, I started school at five instead of at six. Yeah. And I still could have got skipped ahead on grades and shit to go straight to college. But I was like, I don't want to leave my friends. And I was a ball player. I didn't want to lose a chance to explore playing sports and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So right. I so I started school at 13. So I, I, I rocked off the first time at 13. And that was the girl. So that was my girlfriend. That's what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? Then by that summertime, we, me and her was so cool and close. She told me she cheated on me with the nigga across the street, the old nigga. He was like, he was like eight, 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 eighteen or fucking nineteen. 
And Got right it. now, at this time, I'm 14 now. Ooh, how old is she? Wait a second. How old is she? She's 14 too. Ooh, no, 15. She's 15. She's 15. So she That's how it happened though when you young like that. Yo, so, so you know what but I took it as a as a real serious lesson. So yeah. I said, you know what? I ain't gonna get trapped up with these hoes no more. It only take me one time to learn a lesson, my nigga, right? So I said, yo, I'm rocking off now. All them chicks that wasn't giving, and I didn't know at that time that I, I actually was so wanted because my eyes were zeroed in on and on the one girl. Yeah. Yes. yes. And so you got By the time I came back to my sophomore year, and everybody was like, yo, we broken up. I thought she was gonna be the prize because she was bad as fuck. Nah, yeah. nah, nah. That's when I found out it's 21 women for every one man out here, Yo, bro. But and it, it was crazy. What's even better is you learned that early. Some some folks don't even learn that until their 20s or even or even 30s for that matter. So at least you learned that when young. Yeah, I, yo, I'm I'm yeah, I'm that's, very, that's very that grateful. It can expose you. Huh? Let me ask you this. So I was gonna say that, that that situation like that, uh finding out well for me it was being a side nigga, but seeing that can show you you know how women really get down or getting cheated on like them them two situations open your eyes oh, to but how yo, women can really I, yo let me say this be, be, before you say this shit i enjoyed being a side nigga when i was <laughs> one though i ain't gonna cap oh it was oh, yeah, real yeah, yo, yeah it's the greatest yo it's son the... it was real easy son gotta do everything <laughs> Son mm. gotta do everything. <laughs> all, you, all you gotta do is smash. <laughs> son, yo, son gotta do and, yo, and have some yo, conversation. When the chick yep. has a side nigga, I feel like it's way more disrespectful. Why? Because you demanding your nigga to do wild shit. The most niggas, niggas don't, if, if you demanding your chick to do shit and she's not your, like, your fiance or your wife or somebody that you looking to be with, niggas gonna be like, yo, why you expecting her to do all this stupid shit? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But when you doing all that stupid shit and she got a side nigga, I'm like, yo. Wait. Wild <laughs> thing, son. Well, look, now, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you. Did, did you, like, whenever you got cheated on or whatever, did your heart, like, turn cold? And so when you start fucking with multiple chicks, you didn't, it didn't bother you. Like, it wasn't like, I ain't give a fuck if y'all hurt your feelings and shit. Nah, like, I'm not even going to cap. I actually took a back for a little while because that was my first piece of pussy. I didn't know if I was even going to get none from no. I didn't know what was up yet. Okay. <laughs> you, you feel what I'm saying? So I'm always thinking, once she told me, I started thinking about me. When I go into any relationship, my wife, any other girlfriends that I, I decide to have, I go into the relationship thinking about them, us, and then me. Yeah. That's just my order. Because I always think I'm always going to be good. If it's all about just taking care of me, I'm good. So I'm, I'm thinking about them. What are they looking for? What do they need? And I'm thinking about us, how we can put it together. And then after we do all that, I'm going to get what I want. Period. That's, that's, that's how it should be. That's so that's how I'm glad you thing. broke it down like that. Because a, a lot of a lot of people, at least a lot of a, a lot of guys, 
they don't have their priorities in the right order. You know, they they'll they'll focus on trying to get a woman go get a woman something they want and fuck and fuck around and put themselves negative and, and how they shouldn't, you know, trying to stunt for the gram or do stuff for out out of love instead of having the mentality to be like, nah, I'm gonna give you what you need to make sure you good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like and then I'm I'm gonna decide what to do with the rest of the resources from there. Yeah. Like great, great point, bro. I, I, I always think that that's fair because everybody's situation different. That's that's what my situation allots me. You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel like everything is with a relationship. It's all adjustable. It's all about what time you're in, where you're at financially, what you've seen, what you have not seen, what you're willing to tolerate, what you're not willing to tolerate. When I was with that young girl and she cheated on me when we was young, I didn't know what I wasn't willing to tolerate. I didn't know that vagina was everywhere. I didn't know. Right. So what I did was I took her back yeah. because now, now I get to be selfish now. Yeah. Right? Because I didn't give you everything. This was my everything out- changed. This everything changed. This is how I, I'm thinking now. Oh, you wanna take me back? Yeah, all right, cool. Now I'm gonna take you back, but I already know I don't trust you. Yeah. So now it's all about what am I going to get? Okay, what can I get from a 15 year old girl? I'm 14. I can get vagina. That's what I need from her. So I'm gonna rock, I'm, I'm gonna rock this out, right? I'm As gonna rock this out until until something else comes along. Yeah. And word to my mother, the first day of class, like we weren't together, but we were still, you know, what I'm saying banging. But yeah. when we got to school, it was like. Nah, we not together though. Right. My, right. I, I'm still thinking I'm still gonna get the bang. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I'm, I'm not even worried about it. I'm like, yo, we we still gonna be getting down, right? Yeah. As soon as yeah. people found out, the girls yeah. was like, yo, I got something for you. I've been trying to give it to you. Why? You wasn't paying attention. You wasn't yeah. doing this. Yo, I've been wanting to tell you, fuck up. Then I said, yo, this is how I'm gonna run my thing now. I'm going to go into it with whoever I like, and I'm going to be straightforward. Once yep. she give me some bullshit, I'm going to determine how I'm going to do the relationship from then. If she don't like it, she got to be okay. out. Mm. That man, that that mentality, like I, the process to get to that level, you know what I'm saying? Like to where you identify where you at in comparison to other guys. So with you being a ball player and being popping and all that, being popular, how did you separate yourself or how did you feel with the competition that comes among dudes that get a lot of pussy and fuck a lot of chicks when y'all hang, when y'all friends and y'all hanging out together? How I separated myself was being straightforward. That was it. One, a major factor that we didn't talk about was when I was growing up, I studied real bad, my nigga. <laughs> Bro, yo, I ain't even talk. Everything was a one line. And you say something, I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, my nigga. <laughs> Everything yeah. was that, my guy. Yo, I got such yeah. good grades, yo. Yo, I, yeah. I got such good grades, right? The teacher would be like reading class and be like, nah. Oh, she would be like, yo, 
you gonna get in trouble. I'll be like, yo, I have my mom's come up here. My mom's come up here and be like, yo, like, is is he cheating? Don't you know that this nigga stutter? So why do you want him to read in class? Are you trying to embarrass my fucking son? Oh, After that, shit. it was like, yo, let, let, yo, let oh, that nigga shit. just get 90s what? and 100s, yo. Let him just be cool. Yo, this, this, what high school you went to? A. Philip Randolph Campus High School in Harlem, New York. Mm. I went from Southside Jamaica, Queens to play basketball in Harlem, New York every day, and it was the greatest hey. decision I ever made in my life. Now, I know how they are then, huh? I, 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 I was born in the Bronx, raised in Queens, cultivated in Harlem. My wife calls me a Harlem nigga. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. Uh. Yes, that nigga, so and, they, and they and they and them broads, they showed me how it was supposed to be done. So once I was unleashed onto the rest of the world, there was no stopping me, my guy. I was like, "What you mean you don't recognize? I've been doing this since I was sixteen. What you mean you don't do this? Okay, can you talk about that a little bit more? Because what? Yeah. what I've learned, like I've learned, like with, with my platform, I thought. All roommates and dudes that was partners was running trains on chicks and having nah. that oh. shit's rare. So Damn. so how did you figure out? Cause I had uh, I had my first orgy in high school, but I was oh. always the one that initiated it. Okay. I was always the one peeping game and figuring out which chick was about that life. So okay. how did you kind of uh, jump into that upper echelon of running the streets like that? Well, listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I've been blessed and fortunate. Women just uh, uh, approached me because I was I, I was quiet. So imagine mm. all four of us going out. You talking, he buying drinks, he dancing, and I'm just sitting over there like this. <laughs> <laughs> sitting in the poke, B-boy stance. Post it up. Most of them me the champagne bottle, and you know what I'm saying? I'm hitting this. You know what I mean? Like, like, so as soon as the girl comes over and says, why you look so mean? Like, do you not talk to anybody? Boom. Initiate combo. That's it. What's up? Yeah. I'll be yeah, that, that's her way of wanting to shoot at you, though. That was huh? her I say that was her way of wanting to shoot at you right there. That's it. I always tell niggas, niggas be like, yo, how did you meet so many girls and you never talk to them? I'll be like, yo, ignore them whores. And they'll come right to you. Man. Yo, because you know once you ignore it? a bad hoe, yo, when you ignore a bad hoe, she's offended. Yeah. She's looking at you like you don't you you see other bad hoes like get the fuck out of here, bitch. I ain't worried about you. <laughs> <laughs> see, most I tell dudes ain't in a position to do it. Most guys ain't like dudes that ain't used to fucking bad chicks and ain't used to fucking a chick that other dudes want to fuck with. They really can't take the risk of they don't nah, it's 21 to 1, son. Okay? No, okay. They don't get I, it, yo, man. Yo, listen. I'm going to keep it real. Even with some of them bitches that post, my like, bitch, get out here. My, my, my wife look way better than you. My wife is shitting on y'all fucking whores, hey. nigga. So, so, so that's the first thing. Don't even talk to me. So look, I got a question. So, so what about, so what made you decide, all right, you say y'all been dating 10 years. I'm sorry. If you don't mind me asking, how do you? All right, so for y'all, so y'all been dating since y'all was since you was. So what made you start dealing with her, and just only deal with her 
from the time, you know what I'm saying? Or if you did play a little bit while you was with her. I mean, you know, I ain't trying to put, put you out there or not. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to keep it real. Like, keep it 1,000. Keep it 1,000. Let me see. When, when, I, when I first met her, I knew I wanted to marry her. The first mm. hour that I was with her. Mm. I was like, yo, this is what I needed in my life. And she, yo, and she was slick, mm. still kind of not dealing with a nigga, dealing with a nigga, like about to leave a nigga. Yeah. And my man even told me she was married and all that, and I laid off. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And then I found out that she wasn't married the same night. The next day I spoke to a nigga and was like, yo, we supposed to be together, blah, 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 yo. To bring yeah. this shit and just come over here. And she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And straight teeth, I said, yo, I think that I love you. And she said, I think I love you too. Oh, wow. Straight up. Wow. That's, wow. that's crazy stuff. And, and y'all had, you didn't, you, you didn't know her before that? Y'all had just met I had met her the day before, my man. Wow. That's, that's wow. to come wow. to my crib to talk to my man about something for 15 minutes. Wow. And she stayed for five hours, my dude. Wow. Talk, talk, talk about fate and meant to be there. Yeah. Um, I, I have a question for you. Like, how, how were you, how were you able to get up that promiscuous lifestyle to get married? How did I have to, how did I deal with what? How were you able to give up that promiscuous lifestyle to get married? Well, it, like I said, it's timing. Like my, my sister had, had died. Like my mm. sister died May 11th. So and I met my wife that September. Mm. So my mom was in a different place. And I was gotcha. just really like, to be, to, to be frank, I was just fucking my guy. My sister had left me some money and I was mourning. And I was just mm. fucking whatever bad chick, young bitches, whatever. I was just smash. I was on a rampage, just smashing. Mm. And then when I had met her, she was on the outs, and I was like, "Yo, I told her, I said, I'm fucking like, like twenty bras. I'm not even going cap." I said after I met, her, I said I'll cut them all off except for this one. You know what I'm saying? Because me and my wife hadn't fucked or nothing. <laughs> because I'm like, yo, I, I gotta be hitting something. Like while I'm seeing what's yo, up with this girl, I'm about to hit that's respect. That oh, baby. that's the realest shit ever, dog. You know what Salute. I'm saying? Yeah, and then yeah. She came from a Muslim background, and to be honest, I don't think she was even thinking because she wasn't. She might have been captivated, but she wasn't where I was at. You see what I'm saying? So knowing my wife, she shrugged that shit off and wasn't even paying no attention to what I said. She didn't even care because she didn't know we was going to progress that fast. Once yeah. we progressed that fast, which was like 12, two weeks, all that other shit was out the fucking door. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and we was together. That's Straight up. That's what's up. So, I, I had another question, man. I wanted to ask you, how did you become a part of Eight at the Table and how, how did y'all evolve that, that concept? Yo, this is some funny shit. One thing I got to say, when you ask me my age, if y'all put that out, blurt that shit out, my nigga. You don't know my shit. <laughs> right, I'm going to keep it a whole fucking thing with niggas. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, Timara, a guest, Yo, bro, she was calling me for like six months, bro. All right? Mm. And I was like, why is this girl calling me to be a guest on her fucking show? Like, nah, like, chill. I got my own shows and shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> so finally, my wife was like, yo, why you be doing that? You get on all these other people's shows, and why you why you just giving her this cold show? And I said, I don't know. I'm not giving her the cold show. I just don't know nothing about the show, right? 
So finally she called me one more time, my dude, and she was like, yo, just you gotta be on my show. And she approached me, she said, we need some real niggas on the show. Mm. So she caught my attention. I said, real niggas on the show. <laughs> I bet I'm coming on your shit. I said, cause you know I don't hold my tongue or whatever. She was like, no, we 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 need that. She bought me on a show. I'll be coming with it. Yo, she bought me on the show. No, I got I got I got stopped though. I was like, yo, I told Heineken, I was like, yo, I'm about to be on the show on Thursday. And he was like, You about to be on, 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 on some show and you ain't tell me. I was like, ah right, shit ain't nothing. Is what I was saying about this shit. I was like, shit ain't nothing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm just gonna go do this guest show. This girl, she asked me to come on her segment, right? The same day she calls me back and she's like, yo, your call time is at five o'clock and we need to make sure if you do makeup. So I called Heineken back. I said, now this bitch is calling me like, she's trying to how 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 post me like call time and makeup. <laughs> What the fuck is he trying to say? <laughs> what the fuck is she talking about? So he says, so he says, just like this, he says, tell me the name of the song. I don't know the name of the show, but what's the girl's name? I gave him the girl's name and I said, go in my followers. She follows me and I follow her now, right? He calls me back in two minutes. He says, nigga, all them dumbass shows that you be wanting to be on, and this is some real shit right here. He said, I'm coming with you on Thursday. He said, this is the biggest shit. This is a, a fucking platform that they gonna let you talk your shit. I said, for real? He said, yeah. I went there. They had me on for one segment on T segment and I bodied the segment and they asked me to do three more segments. Wow. Then they asked me to come back, but I was like, nah, I don't do relationship talk. I'm a music business nigga. I still was like, nah, chill. I don't be doing that shit with them whores like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be around this shit like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then I went away for my birthday. Long story short, they asked me to come back and I burned down again. Then they asked me to come back and I went and I met yeah. Rico. And then me and Rico got cool. I only, yo, bro, I only did six shows. Y'all just, yeah, man, I thought y'all been knowing each other forever. The I met Rico in March. Yo, I met I Rico in March. And I only did six shows of eight at the table. Even the people that's on the shows be like, you only did six shows. How? I, and, and then the dude that owns the show said, but he, when, when he did six shows, I had like, like real talk, five, six clips per show. Then they had to cut yeah. some of my shit out, my guy. Like, it's mad stuff that I say that y'all don't even yeah, get to see. Yeah, you funny as shit. Uh, you yeah, funny as shit. Yeah. I just I yeah. laugh like, like this on the episode. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Already, dog. You, you, uh, you definitely keep keep broader energy because, like I said, I've been I've been fucking with him for a minute, and I hadn't seen you, so I was like, man, who's this nigga? This nigga wilding out. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Like, but Rico was usually the nigga that say some old explosive ass shit. You know what I mean? But yeah. then you came and I'm like, oh man, these both of these niggas, I gotta get both of them on the podcast. So, yo, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yo, bro, we bro. just clicked. Me. We just clicked, bro. Like, like, like he, he, he's the style of dude. He don't fuck with nobody. I'm the style of dude. I don't fuck with nobody. And for some reason, the synergy just came like real talk that's like my fucking brother right now like everything he do 
he include me on. We doing a big kickball game in fucking Central Park, September 25th. My team versus his team and shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, up, man. And just um, shit like that. Man. Like, we just trying to figure out, like, people go on shows like this and they compete. What mm. I'm trying to bring to the show is a knowledge of knowing that if we all work together, more of us will make it. And if we stay loyal to the program, nice. we'll all get a chance to come through. Nice. It's when people yeah. create the crap yeah. in, in, in the barrel and then they create the rat race and they make it about a competition. Me and Rico, all five guys are totally different. I'm not like none of them. So why would I have to compete yeah, with Guapo. them? Yeah, y'all yeah. all got y'all own perspectives. Like, right. and that's what I like about it. Cause, yeah. Cause I'm all about collaborating and I like having real conversations with niggas that drink smoke, you know, about yeah. their business, trying to make moves, trying to improve as men, etc. And I hate the pandering shit. So I, I make sure I'm like, well, shit, I can make sure I, I don't invite no panderers on. If you coming <laughs> on with some fluffy bullshit, you're the queen and <laughs> know your worth. Like, I, I can't fuck with that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so I I gravitate towards niggas like y'all that I can tell y'all authentic. I can tell y'all was getting it in. I can tell y'all the shit y'all saying is actually how it go down when you fucking lots of hoes. Like yeah. so, that's that's why I had to have this nigga on. I'm like, this is nigga. This is gonna be one of our best episodes. I already feel <laughs> you, you a fucking fool with it. Uh, <laughs> man, we, we up against the clock. So before we go, man, let everybody know how they can find your platform, your music, everything you got going on. Man, um, I, I actually have a website, essoworld.com. You can find all my stuff there. My I, my Instagram is essowrld, no O. And if you go to those two places, you basically can find the shows that I'm on. You can find where I'm at, where I'm going, what's popping right now. And then once you get there, then you'll get filtered to my Loom account and stuff like that. I got so many different accounts in so many different places that once you go to those two places, you can pick and choose where you want to hear me at. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's what's up, man. That's what it is. Uh, all right, man. We about to get up out of here, man. Before we go, I want to give a shout out to my man, Brother Soul Productions, for keeping us laced with our background audio. I want to remind y'all to donate to the podcast through our cash app and our PayPal. Anything y'all give, we definitely appreciate. EBJ, man, I appreciate y'all linking up so we can get this done. And this has been one of my favorite episodes for sure. This has been another episode of the Hold a Husband podcast. Appreciate you, brother. So thanks thanks again, bro. You coming back for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Coming back on. This shit, man. I got mad shit to talk. 30 minutes. (laughs) We got to get this dude back on here, y'all. So so we definitely going to bring you back. Put put a bug in Rico ear, man. We can get y'all on at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we, got we definitely go. gotta gotta get this energy going All on. Right, man. We can do it, my dude. Rick's my guy. That's what's up, man. Make it happen. All right.